I'm going to start with a quote tonight. Evil talks a lot about tolerance when it is weak. When evil is strong, real tolerance gets kicked out the door. This in turn explains a lot about our current cultural climate. To put it simply, evil cannot bear the counter-witness of truth. It cannot coexist peacefully with goodness. Because evil insists on being seen as right and worshipped as being right. Therefore, the good must be made to seem hateful and wrong. These are words from Archbishop Chaput, uh, one of my maybe current living heroes, I would say, someone who speaks the truth well and, and has done so for years. If we consider all the ways in which Christ's teachings are being undermined or rejected uh, in American society today, it can seem a little disheartening, can it? When, it? when we think about it, we might worry about the future. Will there be any meaningful Christian presence in our culture in the near future? Or are we destined to be slowly sort of disappearing from the, from the mainstream uh, awareness of society and go unheeded? Will Christians in our society become persecuted and be persecuted into oblivion? While this might seem like the case, it might seem that that might be the reality, when we look around and we see the laws that are being uh, written into, into law, when we look around and see the social trends that seem to be on the rise right now, when we look around and see the numbers of practicing Catholics seeming to drop, we might be tempted to think that this can't be maintained. There's just no way for this to continue on. There's too many obstacles, too many things going against us, too many weapons in the arsenal of the enemy that are arrayed against us. That's, of course, looking at things from a human perspective. God doesn't refer to human wisdom when he makes his plans. To quote St. Paul from today's second reading, I came to you in weakness and fear and much trembling. And my message and my proclamation were not with persuasive words of wisdom, but with a demonstration of spirit and power, so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on the power of God. I had to put it another way, looking at our current state of affairs, it seems like the Christian cause is a sinking ship in some ways. It might seem like it can't last much longer. But be that as it may, it's a great time to be a Christian. It's a great time to be a Catholic. There are many, many opportunities for us to be living a heroic Christian life. Jesus causes us to think about this image of salt as a preservative in our, in our world. We maybe don't have the same connection that they did in the ancient world as we have refrigerators and all these different things. But for them, salt was to preserve things. In our society, we see that it's affected more and more by the rot or the squalor that's happening within our midst. The need to preserve something of substance will become ever more important, right? The, as we see the decline, the moral decline, the social decline of our society around us, it's going to become very, very important to, to save something of, of substance. And there is no substance in an existence that separates itself from natural law and from the divine law which preserves us from falling into self-destruction. Right now, before our very eyes, I think we are seeing the implosion of Western society. The structures that have been 
put in place over the centuries to allow Western culture to develop and really to become a, a great locus of human development and progress, that's being torn down. It seems like we are in the grip of some kind of insanity. Like a madman who cares nothing for his own well-being, we are watching these pillars of this structure being torn down. And it's not going to be too long before the roof falls in. Instead of asking why these past structures were put into place, it seems we're hell-bent on dismantling them. But as the darkness gets darker and deeper, as the depravity of humanity moves further and further from what God naturally made it for, all the brighter then will be the witness of truth. And this will provide some great juicy opportunities, you might say, to be a good witness to the hope, the hope that we have, to offer a testimony to a better way of living, to be the salt that preserves goodness, to be the light in the darkness, to be that city of refuge that stands on a hill. We can lament the coming darkness, or we can accept that it's merely a call for us to reframe the gospel message in a compelling way. This present move to deconstruct everything that we know and are familiar with is trying to create something out of chaos. It's trying to create a meaning within all of that. And it will not and cannot be successful. There's no substance in it, and that will become more and more apparent as time goes on. Meanwhile, we are called to hold the lamp of faith in the darkness. Not tucked away for our own private use, but instead, like a lighthouse that promises safe harbor or warns of danger, the light of faith must be allowed to shine forth for all to see. Such has been the call of Christians in every age, but especially in times when the message of the gospel has been starkly opposed to the message or the culture in which it exists. So this is our call. This is what we are uh, going to be made saints by, by witnessing to the light in this time. Perhaps you would rather not take up that duty. Maybe you feel uh, overwhelmed by it. However, we can't shirk this task that's been given to us without being called to account for it. St. John Bosco, a saint uh, from the last century, said this, I do not fear at all what men can do to me for speaking the truth. I only fear what God would do if I were to be silent. So my friends, let us be the salt. Let us be the light. This is what Jesus requires of us, and this is why we have been given the awareness that we have. If we turn aside from this role that has been given to us, then we will be like that salt that has lost its taste. Let us not fear, but have confidence that in the end, the Lord will win the day.